Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Bibles at 2 Corinthians. Hold your place because we ain't finished. We just, we just coming back to that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at verse 17. And I want to read it from the New Living Translation because the King James was take me a longer time and I don't want to be translating words. Put it up on the screen. And don't forget Mark 11 because we come back to it. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Here's what it, now, everybody read out loud with me. Take your time, ready? Let's read. This means that anyone, come on, lift your voices, has become a, a new person. The old life is gone. Verse 18. And all of this is a gift from God. Uh-huh. And God. Stop. The Bible says God gave us a job to do. And, and this is what I was going to preach on this today. I'm going to take, I'm probably pick it up next week. God gave us a job to do. And here's the job, to reconcile people to him. Now look at verse 19. You're going to love this. It says, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to him. Listen to that statement. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in Christ doing the work of reconciling. God was in Christ. It wasn't Jesus doing it. It was God in him. Watch it. No, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, let's not get excited yet. You have been given a call. Your job is to, help, is to reconcile people to God. Well, we got to follow the pattern. The pattern is God got to be in you. Reconciling the world just like he was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Now, if God asks me to forgive, then God got to be in me forgiving people. If God tells me to love, God got to be in me loving people. If God tells me to give, God got to be in me giving. I just can't do it. I agree. I do concur. My question is, now that you've said and realized you can't do it, now put yourself to the test and see if God is in you. Because if God is in you, you can't do it, but... That's some, that's some good stuff, man. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. That's the stuff that men make... You bite the back out of the chair in front of you and smack your neighbor. Listen. Everybody shout, I can't do it. But God can. Now we have to put ourselves to the test. Listen to what the apostle said. Examine yourself to see whether or not you're in the faith. Because if God is in you, like he's supposed to be, he will, you say, well, I don't see why God has allowed me to go through this. How many of you said that recently? Come on. It's not, how many how you say, it ain't fair that I have to go through this. I can't believe that God let another thing happen to me after all that's happened to me. Here's what he said. 
He said, I know you can't do it, and you know you can't do it. Now what I need you to do is examine yourself and see if you have enough of me in you to pull this off. Not your ta-ta, baba, ha, shata. No, 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 no. All that tongue talking. I ain't against tongue. I speak in tongue. I pray in tongue more than you all. But after you have professed a good profession before many witnesses, it's time to put up or shut up. Now, lest you think I'm being insensitive, I'm going to tell you just a short part of a story, and the people who started in this church with me, you verify it. I had people slandering my name to my members. I had a man leave my church because a letter was written to his, his, written to his school, he was, he was a principal, saying that he was a member of a, a homosexual cult. And he came to me and he said, Pastor, you got to fight. You got to stand up for yourself. And I said to him, I said, Brother, the Lord told me not to say anything. He said, oh, Pastor, you can't just shut your mouth. And I said, what do you want me to do? I have to obey the Lord. He said, well, here's my resignation. We can't be in this church. And he left, and a lot of families left. They told some of the dirtiest, most low-down lies on me to the point where men of, of, of stature, fame, that I used to know, wrote me off. One preacher, if I call his name, you know, told me never come back to this church. And I went before God. I said, God, you know I'm not wrong. Why don't you do something? And he never answered and all of you that were here, put your hand up if you were here when I walked through this. You are my witnesses. Now keep your hand up because I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you to testify. Did I not walk before you in integrity? Say that loud. Did I not set you an example? Did I not weep at times instead of disobeying God? Now put your hands up. Let me say this to you. So don't tell me you can't because I did it. Everybody look around you. God has given me more than I could even handle right now. You know why? Because when God asked me to do something, and I did it, when it was time for the big payback, listen, when James Brown was singing about the big payback, he was singing about God. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God is the big payback. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, listen, God is going to make sure that everybody that was watching you go through it they will know when God weighs in as the rewarder. Jehovah Gamula is what he's called. The Lord of the recompense. But if you don't get out of the way and get in faith, you'll be forever complaining. It's too much for me. The problem is what God is trying to do. You say, Pastor, why would God allow all these things to happen to me? Because as far as God is concerned, what's more important than you winning at this moment is you seeing for real what level of God is in you. No, no, let me help you out. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. You see, what we think is the bigger the King James Bible I buy and tote, and tote around with me, the more spiritual I talk. Some of us learn the lingo and we have even, not even learned the life. So you think because you talk faith and talk like a Christian and act like a Christian and always telling for you is you always can tell for what to do. When you read your Facebook status, some of you need to stop tripping and live for the Lord. And you got scripture posted. Every time you're on Twitter, it's always some spiritual message. 
But time you get in trouble, time that it comes to you, and you're so jacked up, can't nobody minister to you because you're so mad. No, I'm going to come on now. Here's where I am. No, here's where I am. I'm, let me tell you about me. I'm going through. Yeah. I wrestle with pain. I struggle with understanding. God has grown me up. I always can tell when he's grown me to another level. But you need for me to grow. I got to, it's called growing pains. I got to go through it. But guess what? I need for you to grow. So by virtue of that, what God is doing, the Bible says, I think it's Proverbs 24 and 10, or 10 to, it's Proverbs 24 and 10, I believe it is. Don't quote me. If it's not there, find it somewhere else. Here's what it says. It says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So what has happened to us, we've measured ourselves on the good days. Measured ourselves on days when the wind was, was at our backs. But then when the wind became contrary and the real measure of God started to show up in our lives, now we have a problem. All that's happening to you, baby, is that God is showing you where you really are spiritually. You start believing your own press. You start believing the hype. And so what God says, God says, well, you know what I'm going to do? He says, watch this. I've given you the word. Now I need you to walk through this valley and to come out on the other side of life. And every time, I'm going to tell you what's happening to you. Every time you get into the valley, and I'm going to tell you about the valley of shadow of death. It's a place, uh, descriptively, in, 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 uh, when you study this place, it's actually an actual place. When shepherds will lead their sheep, Sometimes to come down from the grazing on a mountain, you have to go through a valley. You, you study geography, you'll find that mountains are always separated by valleys. And sometimes if, if the shepherd is coming down late, there's overgrowth over the top of the valley. And so when he goes down, animals are hiding or lurking in the, in the, in the um, bushes. And so while the, while the sheep are walking down in the valley, they can hear the they can feel them. The shepherd's thing is, I won't take you through the valley if I can't bring you through it. But let me tell you what happens to us. God would take us to the valley and say, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Nothing will happen in your life that will cause me to run away. But what we do is we get a third of the way into the valley and we panic. And we tell the Lord, I can't do this. And you know what God does? He doesn't force you through. He extracts you. And he keeps you on this side of life, looking down at the valley to the other side. And you're saying to yourself, I can't wait till I get there. And God says, there's no other way to get there but through the valley of the shadow of death. It just is casting a shadow. It's not death. It can feel like it. It can look like it. You say, well, Pastor, what do I need to go through this? Faith. I'm going to show you how it works. Go back to Mark 11. It, it takes faith. You know, it's been so long since I've taught you faith. Watch this. Jesus has cursed the fig tree and has died, and the Bible says, Jesus answering said, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be, and be thou cast into the sea, watch this now, and shall not have a second opinion in his heart. Another translation. And, and, 
shall not be double-minded about it, vacillating from one exclusive or mutually exclusive point to the next, and does not have more than one opinion in his heart, but shall truly believe that those things that he's saying will come to pass, the Bible says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, because of that, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now watch this now. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought, the word ought means if anybody owes you anything, forgive them. Why? Why should I forgive them after what they did? Only for one reason. To grease the skids so that your father could forgive you. So here's, here's a simple, simple notion. If you don't need forgiveness, you have no obligation to forgive. Your refusal to forgive is saying that you never need forgiveness. And if that's your case, then, then, I, then I can argue with you. If you don't need forgiveness, then I, then I recommend never forgive. It's, it's not a good thing if you don't need it. But if you need it, then you may want to reconsider your position. The word ought means that somebody owes you something that's yours by right. It's part of the faith process. Now, let me say this to you. It's important. This word that we saw, if I believe and don't have two opinions, if I don't doubt, it is one of the most important uh, um, words not taught regularly in the body of Christ. We don't teach about doubt. The word doubt means that I have two opinions about one issue. The word doubt means that when God tells me to do something, I say, I'm either saying, watch this now, I'm going to do it because God said it, or I'm saying, now God wants me to do it, but faith is gone. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. We got something to say. Listen! Did you know that there is power in your words? Yeah. Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single, It Is So, from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey. Available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. 
the word, if you want to believe, listen, if you want to understand faith, I asked my father in the faith years ago before he died, Harry. I said, Harry, everybody's teaching all this craziness about faith. What's true? What's right? And he said to me, he said, Hart, don't get caught up in all the Greek definitions. He said, the simplicity of faith is trusting God. And he asked me, do you trust God? Honestly. It was a particular situation. I said, Harry, I don't. He said, well, you don't have faith. I said, what do I need to do? He said, go get in that word until you read God's, he said, read God's word enough until you begin to trust what it says. Until, how do you know when I trust? How do I know when I trust? Well, go to Proverbs chapter three, please, verse five. Proverbs three, verse five. Is this helping anybody? You say, oh, well, I I'm just, I'm just know God is gonna do it. How do you know? Well, I just, I just believe he will. My question to you is, do you trust him to do it? Everybody look at the scripture. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now notice this now. The emphasis is on the word all. And here's why. Because if I trust God partially, and then I, I allow fear to live in my heart that he's not going to come through, I can write it off. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And here's what he, he tells us to do. Stop leaning on your understanding. So that's my question to you. What do you understand about what God is telling you to do? What is your understanding about it? Pastor, I lost my job. They laid me off. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, this, I've been working this job for years. It's not fair. And now you, you're caught up in the fact that they wronged you when they let you off. And there are other people that, that came after me, but they, they fired me. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And your understanding is without that job, you can't succeed. That's your understanding, and that's what you're leaning to. Well, you know what that does to the realm of impossibility? Absolutely nothing. It, 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 matter of fact, it, it lends energy and power to the impossible. But if you are trusting the Lord with all your heart, go look at the next verse. It says, in all thy ways, everybody shout that word. Literally in the Hebrew, here's what it says. In all you, that you do, know him. In all that you do, you know what he wants. Ah. In all that you do, get an understanding of what God is wanting to bless. Get an understanding of what direction he's wanting, he's wanting to point you in. See what he's already said about this situation. In all, listen, he says, in all thy ways, know him. And when you know him, literally it says, he will actually begin to remove the blockage and the obstacles from your way. Literally, he actually will stare you in the direction you're supposed to go. If, if you know him. You say, people say, I acknowledge the Lord. You know, acknowledge means like this. Uh, Come on, Lord, thank you for my food, blessing Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way you acknowledge. I just acknowledge him. It's like you walk by and say, hey, how you doing? I acknowledge them. That's not what the word means. It means to know him, know what he wants, know what he's saying, know where he's going. Ask him, God, that lead me off. What are you blessing now? What's the new direction? What are we doing? How, how are you going to feed my family? Listen to the question. How are you going to feed my family? Because you said, David's prophesied, I was young. I've never seen the, nor his seed. So I know we're not going to beg. You say, well, pastor, I'm not righteous. If Christ be in you, then he is your righteousness. So it all comes back again to examining yourself to see whether you're in the faith. See if Christ really dwells in you like you're letting on.
And when it comes down to it, I, lo- I love the last part that the, the message translation said, if not, then fix it. <laughs> do something about it. Tell your neighbor, do something about it. Do something about it. I, listen, man, I, I, I didn't come here. I, I'm not going to give my life preaching the gospel to see you lose. No, come on. Now, let me tell, can I tell you about your pastor. When you lose, I go home and cry. Oh no, sometimes I get, I get emails and messages from you, you you're struggling, your questions, I answer your question, but I lay in my bed and I, I say, Lord. And sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes you make me upset with God. I got to stop and examine myself. I take on all your situations that you bring to me that you should be believing God for. And I start saying, God, what are you doing to people? What? And I remember, wait a minute, what are you doing? It's not God, it's us. Because the only thing that's blocking God from moving is your faith. The enemy can't stop God from moving. It's your faith. Faith is a conduit whereby heaven's resources are transferred to the earth for your use. The promises of God, Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, the promises of God are received by faith. Okay? Now, here, I want to give you quick steps to trust in God. How many of you need these steps? Only 20 of us? Okay. I'll do it next week. How many of you need steps? Okay, here are the steps. Can I define some words quickly? Belief. Belief is defined as accepting as a fact what I cannot verify with my five physical senses. This is the 101st time I'm teaching this. Accepting as a fact that which I cannot verify with my five physical senses. So to believe something, if something is in front of you, that's not belief. That's sight. But if you can't see it and God is saying it, you believe it. Faith now is a step beyond that. Faith believes the word of God to the point where you become willing to speak it and to act on it. Possessing nothing else as evidence. You have nothing else as evidence. All you have is that God said it. Now in order for you to take this book, what I call call the Bible documented reality. In order for you to take documented reality and believe it, then you got to believe that God is real and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently, you got to believe it. You have to accept it as a fact. How many of you make the decision today to accept it as a fact? Okay, now, watch this now. Faith in God is one of the, most, is one of the basic principles of scripture. It's, it's the basic principle in the doctrine of Christ. If you don't know faith in God, you don't know a whole lot else, okay? Also, for those of us who are pastoring, pastors that are watching me by our television or, or DVD or whatever, the first lesson you teach new believers is faith. They don't need deep doctrine. They need faith. They need to know how to believe God. Okay? Now, let, let's go down and deal with this issue right here. Steps to believing God. Number one, if I'm going to trust God, what I have to do is prayerfully seek out the will of God from his word. I got to go to the word of God and find out what God says about this thing. Because, write this down, Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God. Where the will, say it again. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Now listen, everybody don't know it, but for those of you who know it, I want you to shout it out. Say it again. Now if you don't know it and you just learn it, say it with them. Everybody say it again. It is impossible to have faith if you don't know what God is saying. 
You ever hear people say, well, I'm believing God. You know, you should, you should ask them, for what? What did God say that has you believing him? Imagine this. You walk up to me, and you look at me, and I say, I believe you. Would it freak you out? No, you just walked up to me. You didn't say what, just walked up to me, and I say, I believe you. I do, I believe you. The, the obvious question is, for what? What did I say? What are you talking about? But Christians do it all the time and no one questions them. I lost my job, but I'm believing God. For what? What did God say about you losing your job that has you believing him? I'm struggling with lust, but I'm believing God. For what? What did God say that has you believing him? Every problem that you face, the answer is faith. I can see your wheels turning. You mean tell me? Yes, the answer to that is faith. <laughs> Pastor, you don't know how he did me? He right? I'm so embarrassed. What, what are you going to do? Either you're going to lean to your own understanding or you're going to get in faith and trust God. Do it in the first step. I go to the Word and find out what does the Word say. What does God want me to do with people who wrong me? What's the first thing God tells me to do? What is it? Watch this now. If I jump over step one, there is no step two. You think about that, let me reload. What y'all think? No, tell me. I mean, let's, have a, let's have a dialogue. You done jumped over step one. I can't do that. Well, if you can't do that, See, God sees it like a chess match. Your move, his move. Your move, his move. Well, he's waiting on you to move. I'm just waiting on the Lord to move. He can't move till you move. When you move, he moves. Y'all knew that was coming. <laughs> it was too easy. Too easy. Bring me some of that... Uh, I ain't gonna let the devil steal my voice. I got, I got 10 minutes to do this. Step one is what? I, I go to the word of God and I find out what God said about it. Okay? Prayerfully seek out the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, go in your Bibles to Psalm 119 verse 49. Lift your voices and read it for me, please. Ready? Read. Now all together, remember the word. Now watch this now. Here's how it works. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things, the evidence of things not seen. I want to give you a quick definition. Here's what the psalmist is praying. He said, Lord, remember the word that you spoke to me that created hope in me. Because God can't give substance where there's no hope. Hope is expectation of good. I expect God to do right by me. That's hope. I look forward expecting God to just bring his best into my life. That's hope. But hope comes from the word. So step number one is I got to prayerfully seek the will of God from his word. Now watch this. This is important. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance is the word hypostasis. 
Hupostasis is the same word that the Greeks used to use for the foundation of a house. You know the house has a foundation because it's standing. You got it? It is the same word that they use for the deed that's, that's registered down at the city for your house. The deed for your car. When, when you are borrowing money against your car, they don't want you to bring your car in the building. Just bring the title. See? One proves the other. Your faith, watch this now, is the proof that the thing you're expecting is going to come to pass. And the Bible says it is the evidence of things not seen. It is the evidence of things not seen. So now we say there are things that I have that are not seen. So she's, she's six months pregnant. And they walk into the hospitals, so they go to a doctor's appointment, because today is the day they're going to learn the sex of the child. How is that possible? Well, they need proof first that there's a baby. So they hook up this machine, they put this, this uh, lube on the side, I call it lube, and they start scanning, and lo and behold on the screen, there's that thing in there. Her belly was getting big, but that didn't prove that anything was in there. Some people's belly just get big. But come on now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well just forgive me then. Now watch this. So but they, when, when they scan it, there, there's a baby. It's proof. It's the evidence of things not seen. Well, the Bible says, watch this now. I go to the word of God. I find the will of God. I begin to meditate that word, listen to me, until it becomes proof. How do you know God is going to do it? I just know. And I'm going to tell you how you know you really have faith. When you begin to become excited about what you're expecting and can't nobody figure out why you're so excited. It, joy comes from believing. You become so excited about what God is going to do because in your heart, he's already done it. That's faith. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.